Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmad Arrimawi. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. We would like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial and those who will join us later on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. In today's episode, we will be talking with Benjamin Ladra, a Swedish activist who decided to raise awareness for Palestine by walking to Palestine from Sweden on foot. Stay with us and enjoy this miracle. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Yusuf. Good morning, listeners. So uh, today, this is another week without our uh, foreign correspondent, Nasser Mashni. It's much quieter. It's much quieter, but uh, we have to say that we miss him. We do, we do. That's all right. We have to do a lot more work, though, because he does come very prepared. <laughs> well, we, we, let, it, let, let's not admit that on air. But Sorry, take, take that out. Strike yeah, that we'll, out. We'll take that, that out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what do we have today, uh, Robert? We have a, a young Swede who decided to go for a walk from only from Sweden to Palestine to raise awareness. Only. Uh, yeah, so fantastic. Kudos to him. Um, and he tells us about what's going on, what inspired him. So this is the story. Uh, my friend Tarek Oda and his wife Amal Swerjo told me a few days ago that there is uh, this Swedish guy who is on his way to Palestine on foot from Sweden that uh, they spoke to on uh, Facebook and they said that uh, you should be on Palestine Remembered and uh, referred us to him. So uh, we're so grateful to Tarek and Amal. Uh, we did uh, an amazing interview, and I say amazing because of him, not because of us. I mean, anyway, no, hang on, hang on. I mean, we did, we did a good job, but yeah, yeah, uh, he was he was doing the tough, the tough part, which is walking. And uh, we did the interview on uh, Wednesday. Uh, so what we are going to hear, uh, Robert, is we're actually going to hear him live. So he's not on a break; he's just actually half walking. We actually had to ask him to take a seat a little bit uh, because they're very loud ride. But he's in the process of walking. So in- please enjoy. Was that? Was that an F one eleven truck? Are you still there, or did you get hit by this? <laughs> uh, no, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. But, uh, hello from Melbourne. Hello there, <laughs> Benjamin. Where are you now? Uh, I'm in uh, Turkey. I just left Edirne. I crossed the border into Turkey uh, three days ago, and now I'm sitting beside a. Uh, 
the highway. <laughs> Just for our listeners that uh, aren't familiar with what you're doing, can you tell us where you've left from, where you're going, and how the hell you got into yeah, so this? I, this is fantastic. <laughs> so I left my apartment in Sweden a couple of months ago, like seven months, and started walking. And I'm on my way to Palestine. <clears throat> I'm walking to show solidarity and raise awareness about the occupation because uh, uh, Palestine has been occupied for 70 years this year. It's a terrible anniversary and uh, too few people know about this. So I figured if I do a big journey on foot, some people might notice and ask me what the hell I'm doing. And mm. so I can tell them a bit about Palestine and the situation there. So, you, so you're not Palestinian, you're, you're Swedish. How, how did you get involved yeah. with the, the Palestinian cause? It's fantastic. So, uh, as you know, with Syria and uh, the war, lots of Palestinians fled to Syria 70 years ago when they were ethnically cleansed from their homeland. And now with the war, there's a lot of Palestinian refugee camps that has been destroyed, so Palestinians are fleeing yet again. And I had uh, the privilege of meeting some, some of them in Sweden, and they told me their stories, which well, got me interested. Some of, some of so my relatives I, made it from Syria to Sweden. Yeah, maybe I they, met they, they live in Skara. <laughs> In Skara, all right. Now I met some in Gothenburg. So now Sweden has the second most, second biggest Palestinian population in Europe. Germany has the biggest. Mm. Well, uh, Benjamin, uh, we started the interview uh, with with uh, knowing where where exactly you are. Uh, but of course, this is fascinating to know that you decided to increase awareness about Palestine through walking on foot. That's more than five thousand k's, isn't it? It's about 5,000 kilometers, and, roughly. <laughs> okay, so w w tell me the reaction of the first person you told that I'm going to do this. With it, was it one of your relatives, your friends? or uh, just, just tell me his or her reaction when they heard that you're going to do that walk. <laughs> well, I think most people didn't believe me when I said I was going to do this. It seems like quite a uh, big thing to do. It's not very normal. So I think most people just thought I was exaggerating and had this crazy idea that I would never pull off, but now I'm here. So what's the response to the people that you actually see walking along the street? Because, you know, I bump into people at the bus stop and I say, look, I'm just going up the road to get some sausages. And you're saying, oh, look, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. I'm going, I've only got 4,995 <laughs> kilometres to go. I'm on my way to Palestine. Now, what, what do these people say? Do, do they look at you and think maybe they should call the doctor? No, actually, most people think I'm a refugee since I'm uh, walking on the side of the road with a lot of luggage. Mm. Of course. So pretty much everyone thinks I'm a migrant and heading, and they don't understand why I'm heading the wrong direction towards the Middle East and not from it. <laughs> Just yesterday, I was stuffed by Turkish police, and they they weren't messing around. <laughs> okay. They approached me with their batons drawn and they pushed me around and like, "Who are you? What are you doing?" Oh. Only spoke Turkish, which is very problematic. It took a long time before they. But so, believe, <laughs> believe so, me. You know, would have been so, so. The normal mum and the dad, or the person that they ask, are they fascinated by what's going on in Palestine? Are they aware of what's going on? No, it's as I expected. Not many people know the situation there. They might have heard of it that there is a situation, but they don't know really what's the deal. Mm. So, no. uh, mm. but I think just by doing such a big solidarity thing, that people must understand that there is quite a big thing to motivate someone 
to do something like this. And yeah. I try to explain just, yeah. you don't have many minutes when you meet someone in the streets. You say, like, there are Palestinian children in prisons. They are being tortured. They, their houses are being destroyed. They are being ethnically cleansed, all of this. And it won't stop by itself. It will stop by lots of people taking action. So I, want, I want to be one of those people. Fantastic. Now, uh, Benjamin, um, could you please uh, take us to one of your days, one of your random days, and try to share what you did in one of the days since you started the journey five months ago or seven months ago? Has it been seven months? Mm. Wow. Yeah, since since August the 5th I started. So today is well, late since, number, since yeah, August I did forty maybe. Since <laughs> August I did uh, 700 meters. <laughs> That's, that's pretty, and that's Yusuf's best so far. This is yeah, good. that's my record. But anyway, tell me about one of your days. Describe one of your random days so far. Yeah, so I might wake up in my tent somewhere in the field or in the forest or in a hostel or at someone's home if they invited me. Uh, if there's somewhere to eat close by, I'll take some breakfast and then start start walking. Check my route for the day, which usually is about 30, 40 kilometers and that takes pretty much the whole day. And then I'll set off, start to walk. And uh, lately I've been... Uh, I'm always thinking of what I can do better, what I can do more. And so I realized that I need to take better pictures. So I've been watching YouTube a lot of how to take better pictures with my phone and with my drone. So now I'm starting to look for good places just to update the social media. Just always trying to do everything a little bit more effective so more, more people will what, what, notice this because what? solidarity is only as strong as the number of people actually seeing it and feeling it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're doing it in your way which is fantastic. What, what, uh, what I found amusing today is I had one of my Palestinian friends from Ramallah reach out to me and he asked whether I knew this man. This Swedish man walking. Oh, really? And I, and I, and I said to him, and, I mean, and you've spoken to this man, uh, you know, he runs some yeah. very, very great uh, Facebook pages, being the Eye on Palestine and Instagram pages, Eye on Palestine, and he gives me a lot of good information because yeah. he's on the ground there. But he actually said that the reactions they're getting in, Swede- uh, in Palestine about you is fantastic, which is showing that there's a great awareness that you're doing. And so I was, I was so happy when he said, have you heard of this man? And I said, I'm interviewing yeah, him great. really soon. <laughs> and so it shows that uh, it is getting out there and we all have to do our part. Uh, and it's, uh, you reminded me of Forrest Gump for, for whatever reason, because Forrest Gump, I don't know if you've seen this movie, he said he was going <laughs> yeah, for a walk. He, he said he's going to go for a run and he run for months. And the fact that you've, you're doing this is, is fantastic. Are you getting any negativity on your way? Are you getting people saying, what are you doing this for? You're a fool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Lots of people take offense by the flag. And I suspect that I will get some problems in mm. Turkey because I feel that the nationalism here is pretty strong. Uh, so, so and, you, 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 you I get harassed by police pretty much every day and lots of hate, of course, wow. social media. Oh, wow. Um, what a courageous what's, man. What's, what's one, one story or more than maybe a couple of stories you would like to share with us? One of your roads is... stories. <laughs> Well, uh, I went past the Israeli embassy in Prague, so they called a lot of police and stopped me. They called the bomb squad, searched all my stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> seriously, so just, just that go was through. pretty extreme. Go, go through that. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was... It happened to be on my way, so I saw the Israeli flag in the, like, 
500 meters in front of me and like, oh yeah, this must be the embassy. Oh well, Google Maps says I should go walk past it and it's on my route, so I'll just walk past it. But for, you know, they have uh, armed surveillance 24-7. So when they saw a guy with a big Palestinian flag <laughs> coming on the road, they started shouting, wanting me to stop, and of course I stopped. And then they called more police and lots of uh, secret police from the embassy, I guess, the Mossad and the Shin Bet. Wow, that's, uh, that's in uh, Czech Republic. Like two hours. <laughs> they called the bomb squad, searched all my stuff. So you've, you've spent time in Palestine too, haven't you? Yeah, So last year in April. Tell us what, because I, I also have uh, spent some time in Palestine, tell me what your first, or maybe what your first thoughts were before going in, what you were wondering, and then tell us how you found the Palestinians. What were your first thoughts and, uh, you know, and how you felt? Well, of course, I knew a lot about the occupation before from Palestinian friends in Sweden. So I was expecting <laughs> the worst. Mm. I got arrested at the airport, of course. Lots of uh, interrogation for maybe two hours while my friend, who is blonde, just wait, went straight through. When they saw that I had an Arabic-sounding last name, they said, uh, go to the interrogation room and wait. <laughs> but... Uh, even though that I you have a Jewish bank, sounding uh, first name. <laughs> Sorry, what? Even though that you had a Jewish sounding first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone assumes I'm. No, nobody gets my story right when they see me on the road. They think I'm Jewish or Muslim. They think I'm walking from Syria. When I say Sweden, they say, oh, Syria. No, I'm going to Palestine. They say Palestine. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to, so when you got to Palestine the first time, from what you would read, was it what you expected, or was it worse? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Well, I expected a lot, a lot of bad stuff, and I saw a lot of bad stuff. I was, it was, uh, yeah, you know, it's the occupation. It's the walls, the soldiers, checkpoints, blocking freedom of movement, arrests, raiding of people's homes. It's all of this, and I knew about it. I read the Breaking the Silence testimonies, all of them. So I had a pretty good idea of what I was going to find there, and I found it. But it's always much more stronger to meet the people firsthand and speak to them than just reading about it. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know a lot of people, and I was included, that you can you think that you're very educated in it. But then when you see it, it's a completely different level. When you see the... Yeah, you don't get the emotions as much from <laughs> staying yeah. at home and reading. You understand uh, it on a different level when you go there. Now, uh, Benjamin, uh, let's go back to your journey. Uh, what's your average per day? How many Ks do you do per day? Right now, it's about 30 to 40. But uh, when I started, it was 20, 30. Okay. And so I'm picking, picking up the pace. <laughs> My feet are getting better. You're getting better. Now, of course, uh, also you've uh, seen the end of uh, summer, beginning of uh, winter, and you did all the winter on, on foot. Yeah, how was that? I mean, also crossing from <laughs> from Western Europe, that must have been terrible. Tell me about winter, the the winter chapter of your journey. <laughs> well, fortunately, I was spared a lot of snow this winter due to global warming. I guess was warmer than uh, all the people I met said. Yeah, this winter is like the warmest we've ever experienced, and so I was lucky with that. Of course, there was a lot of snow from time to time. Especially in Bulgaria, it was like 15, 20 minus, snowing like crazy. Mm. So I stepped outside in my tent in the snow as well. 
but and, you know, and it was minus twenty. <laughs> huh? And it was minus twenty. You're sleeping outside in your tent after walking. You are the man. <laughs> you should. You should. Well, it hear wasn't that cold when I spent outside. It was only a couple of minus. You but. should. You should hear us Aussies when it's fifteen and we go. It's freezing. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I was freezing. It was cold, cold as fuck. But you know, you can't just stop because it's cold or raining. I mean, then I'm gonna, then I was gonna sit down the whole winter if I was gonna complain about that. <laughs> now, uh, Benjamin, uh, um, you are now in Turkey, and we can hear uh, the highway behind you. And yeah. um, how how many countries have you done so far? So. Uh, I will include Greece because I was in Greece for one day, but that was a very interesting day. Of course, I was you can, stopped by the police six s- times during a couple of hours going from Bulgaria to Greece to Turkey. I went did three countries in one day, so including Greece, it's eleven countries now. Eleven countries now, and uh, of course, uh, yeah. after af- after Turkey, you will you will go to because now you have the Syrian border. Of course, that's not an option. Yeah, I uh, You're going to Iraq, maybe, try to Turkey? stay posit- positive <laughs> about Syria all the way, but it doesn't look like it's getting better. Yes, I, but what what's the next country? So terrible to see the after, news about What's that. the next country after Turkey? So I'll go to the Syrian border, and there's a Turkish city there called Iskanderun, and uh, they have a port, so I'll take the boat from there to Egypt. And from Egypt, I will go through the Sinai Desert, and uh, Jordan is very close the coast is only like five kilometers or something on the map, so I was thinking if I could swim, those five would be would be nice. If I can't, I'll just no, no. Please don't find do that. Over. <laughs> please don't do that. You're gonna make it very hard for the rest of humanity to to match what you did. <laughs> what, what what is your um, what well, is, the, the, my okay, so what is, what is your Facebook page where people can support you and where can they come and walk out and find you and see you? What is it that we can do to help you raise awareness? Because we're in the luxury of our studio or our car or our home, but you're doing the 5,000 <laughs> kilometers. Is there something that we can yeah, do I to help? A, I have a Facebook page. It's my name, Benjamin Ladra. You can find it if you search hashtag Walk to Palestine. And I also have my Instagram, which is also Walk to Palestine. We'll, we'll find those and we'll put the links up, uh, definitely. And I think we also had a question from our international correspondent being Nasa Mashni. Who wanted to ask a question? Have you got the questions that uh, I think, he wanted to ask? I think we have done Nasser's questions, but uh, I think Nasser will be interested in elaborating more of, of, of stories well, you want to share with us. One, one of his good questions, which I, I thought was, what are your plans to get into Palestine? The fact that you're raising awareness, you're making it a beacon of hate as far as Israel is concerned. What do you think will happen <laughs> when you get to the border? I know. What, what, what are you suspecting? Or what are so, your plans? I'm expecting some uh, long and painful interrogations. Maybe they'll throw me in the arrest for a couple of days and deport me. You'll need and a rest really anyway. I expect to get in. <laughs> wow. Imagine after but, uh, all this But it's work. not the point either. The point is to raise the awareness. And uh, it only proves my point if they deport me just for speaking about human rights abuses and the crimes against humanity. Well, if that happens, so, please uh, go. If, if that happens, please don't go back home walking. Please catch it. <laughs> catch a, <laughs> catch a, catch a plane on uh, the way back. I actually think they will send send me on a plane going. If they don't, I will stay in maybe Jordan and relax for a couple of days. I'm actually planning on learning how to do better 
photography and videography so I can better document future future wow. projects. Do, do you have a normal job? It's a job? shame that I can't do it very good now, right now, but I'm planning to get a camera so I can take better pictures of everything. Um, <laughs> Benjamin, I want be, uh, to go back to you. Tell me about you. I'm a musician. <laughs> Tell me more about that. I studied music a lot, like several, several years, three years after high school at different, you could say, universities. Hmm. Uh, I spent a year in Japan, in Tokyo, learning Japanese. Wow. Uh, I like to read a lot, which is my biggest strength, I think. I think you have some very humanistic qualifications, <laughs> which is something that uh, too many people like. And you've also got the courage uh, to do what you do. So congratulations. I mean, it's, it's fantastic work. Well, I came to the realization after lots of reading and a bit of activism that social change has never happened by itself. It's always been precedented by a mass movement demanding and it's always repressive states doing everything they can to prevent good change from happening. So the thing really required by each and every one is to do as much as they think they can and then break their own limits because usually we can do more than we think <coughs> to be an active part and not just sit around and hoping the world will fix itself because it won't. Fantastic. Now I'm sure uh, you've been receiving um, a lot of encouraging uh, uh, messages and comments from uh, from Palestinians and pro-Palestinian activists on social media. Um, but yeah, uh, I have. but 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 maybe there is one or two messages that really meant a lot to you and helped you go further in your work and or maybe stronger. Is there something you want to <laughs> share with us? Yeah, I was actually doing a little nostalgia trip, like yesterday, looking through my earlier posts and thinking back several months ago where I was then and what I was thinking then. Then I saw a comment that someone wrote that Benjamin Netanyahu put all the Palestinians in a cage and that this Benjamin me is uh, trying to be the key to unlock that change, unlock that cage, which was uh, such a beautiful metaphor. It's, that is amazing. It, it really touched me. It was really beautiful. That is amazing. Now, uh, you are a musician, so you get to choose the song we are going to play in your episode. Is there a song you want to play or oh, you want us yes. to play? Uh, Can't be anything. There's a, there is a Swedish song about Palestine. It's extremely famous. It's called Leve Palestina by a band, Kofia. Fantastic. So We'll, we'll do our best Lieve trying Palestina, to look up this. It's a Swedish-Palestinian solidarity song. She, summarizes my journey perfectly. That's beautiful. Okay, fantastic. Well, we cannot express how Robert and myself in the studio and everybody who, has, who is going to listen to this interview on Saturday will be when they hear such a courage, resilience, determination, bravery, and just the die-hard type of uh, uh, spirit uh, that you carry. So um, we can only say we are so grateful for the time that you allocated for us. And no we worries. wish you the best. And please uh, make sure that you always take every precaution to look after yourself and to avoid being in confrontational positions. Uh, I don't want to give you more <laughs> advice, but uh, I can imagine that you are, you know, you, you can see these things on a daily basis. So um, maybe I will give you the um, uh, the mic for the last few seconds to say something before we end the interview. 
Yeah, so I can just say that uh, the solidarity for Palestinians are massive, and it's because they are have been repressed by for 70 years by the Israeli occupation. And what we're trying to do is just end the needless human suffering and try to be a part, change the world for just to be a little bit nicer and more humane place to live for everyone. Of course, I'm not only concerned with Palestinians, I'm concerned with everyone. Mm. But uh, I can only do one project at a time. So in the future, I'll do more projects like this, of course. And I think everyone should just focus and try to do their very best and figure out something that they can do to also be a part of the change. Because change doesn't happen by itself. It happens when we do something. And that's really all I'm trying to do with this journey. Well, 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 fingers crossed that uh, you know you will make a difference. I know that you will to many people, and you'll inspire other people to do things. Uh, I also hope it inspires people to go to Palestine and witness uh, and meet the Palestinians. Yeah, everyone should go there. Everyone should just go and see. They're the and best people. European people have an easy time to go, go as well, just because we have our passports. Yeah. So if you just keep telling people to go, and I think that's a that's a really really good thing. But thanks for taking the time out to join us. Uh, and you know, hopefully one day we'll all cross paths and you know keep walking. And I'll think of you as I walk yeah. to my car later, which is about ten meters. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll meet someday somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Well, you take care, and thanks for joining us. Of course. All right. Bye okay. bye. Thank you for having me, guys. Bye. Bye. What an amazing man, Robert. It, it's in, it's incredible to think that one day he's going to wake up, walk out the front of his apartment in Sweden. And so I'm going to walk to Palestine. So fantastic. Well done. But it reminds me of John Salisbury, who is an Australian guy. Yeah. Who is a little bit older than our friend Benjamin. And he walked from Sydney to Canberra. Fantastic. On a few occasions to raise awareness. And so all of these little things that we as activists can do hmm. is, is fantastic. So yeah, well done. Well I think, done. you know, uh, uh, while um, John and uh, Benjamin... Uh, shared the walk to raise awareness for Palestine. Any other form of raising awareness for Palestine through poetry, painting, sports, flag raising, con- random conversations, a, a sticker on your uh, car, uh, a T-shirt that like you are uh, now wearing, and what, it, uh, what, what, what does it say? What, what does my T-shirt say? Today? Well, I have, I have, I have to. Would see you like? It. Let me stand up. Stop. Yeah, yeah. But do. you should read the front and the back. Yes. So the front says. Stop Israeli terrorism, boycott Israel. And the back says, Stop Israeli terrorism, boycott Israel. The same. So, <laughs> I, I how, how do you know that it's not upside down? I, I call these, um, I, I call all of these con- conversation starters. Mm. And so, what, what John's doing, what Benjamin's done, what all of these people. And what we are doing. Yeah, 100%. And it, and it just, it's those little conversations. And as Benjamin said, uh, uh, things need to change by people, uh, and you've got to get involved. And, and that's what he's doing. And so. change is not going to happen on its own. Well, it might, but it gets worse. Mm. Mm. It seems to get worse.
With this, uh, we've come to the end uh, of uh, this special episode where we spoke with uh, Benjamin Ladra, the Swedish guy who is doing the walk from Sweden to Palestine. Uh, and uh, remember to tune in next Saturday, same time, 9.30 in the morning. Until then, have a great time and salam. And until the end of the episode, I will leave you with a Swedish song for Palestine. Bye-bye. Palestina, vive Palestina, oh, Rosa, see you, Miss. Vive Palestina, oh, Rosa, see you, Miss.